Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is the incredible In the Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who always bet on black. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, and this is a special edition of the In the Black podcast called The Black Light. The Black Light is our opportunity to focus on the topics and events that deserve more time than we can give it during our weekly show. But as usual, you know I can't do this alone, so let me introduce the rest of the family. El Boogie, say what's up, man. What's good, family? How are everybody doing? Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. And uh, joining us tonight, uh, for this special edition of the In the Black podcast. Uh, Drew Elons, Drew Harris Elons, former political appointee under the Obama administration at the Department of Energy and CEO of the Elons Group. What's going on, Drew Dynamite? I'm good, I'm good. That, you, had, you had so much to say before all you're doing is the way- Yo, we just started, bro. <laughs> we just started. Let Listen, me, yeah. okay. I'm, okay, just, my I'm, I'm saving it up, honey. Okay. You're, not, you're not ready. Okay. You're not always ready. Ready. out the way. Okay, my, my, my bad. <laughs> and my homie, Bobby Reed, co-creator of the Too Smart Network and host of Too Smart Dummies podcast. B. Reed, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. Appreciate you having me on. No doubt, man. I appreciate you stopping through and being uh, one of the few dark-skinned people to come in here and take things over, so I appreciate it. <laughs> <clears throat> now, I see you, you need can... a little bit of help. I do, I do. Now, you can Ooh, find us any... <laughs> You can find us anywhere and everywhere you can find podcasts and you can check us out across all social media platforms at In The Black PDCST. But before we get started, L, why don't you tell the good folks how they can become part of the family, man? Hey, man, you can become a part of the family by heading over to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com. In the right-hand corner, click the Become a Member of the Family tab. That's where we ask y'all for money like they do in church on Sundays. But we have the same intent. We're trying to build something special. So come through, get some change, get some green. We'll take it all. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I guess this is uh, under somber circumstances that we're doing this uh, edition of the Black Light. Uh, but on February 23rd, uh, 25-year-old Ahmad Aubrey went for a jog like he normally does in his hometown of Brunswick, Georgia, when he was confronted by two armed white men, father and son, Gregory and Travis McMichael, in their pickup truck. In a video that's since gone viral, and we're not gonna share that video because we don't really indulge in uh, uh, tragedy porn, but in the video that's since now gone viral, you can see that the two men are trying to uh, corral and I guess accost Aubrey. They followed him. Uh, apparently because they thought that he was, quote, unquote, uh, involved in a burglary. In the video, you can see that Ahmad is trying to avoid the two men when he's approached by Travis McMichael, uh, who's carrying a shotgun. The two men fight over the gun, and Ahmad is ultimately shot and killed. At the time, no arrests were made, and both men were walking around scot-free until this video went viral and public outcry caused the current DA, and I put that in quotations, the current DA, to request the arrest of the McMichaels, which was yesterday, May 8th. 
Um, we're going to start it off by just talking about our feelings. I know all of us have watched the video at this point. Mm -mm. Um, all of us are informed about the content of the video, then mm -hmm. I apologize. Mm -hmm. So we're going to let Sister Drew go ahead and start it off. What did you think, Sister Drew? Um, so emotionally, it was um, really, really, really hard. Like we're already dealing with being sheltering in place and all the emotions and, and all of the drama and trauma and everything that we're dealing with with that and not understanding all of that. And then this layer on top of it, right? So one, you know, it's here we go again. Mm -hmm. um, I could only, I did watch like a snippet or the, the frozen screen, but I could not see him um, fight for his life. I could not watch that. Um, the fact that um, the person was a former law enforcement officer, the fact that it took months um, in order for them to bring them even to arrest them, um, but because we've all raised our voices, uh, it just broke my heart. My heart was broken for the mother and the father, the family, the community. Um, it just brings back all the other fears that I have um, as a mom of a black son and as a wife of a black man. Neither of my, my son nor my husband can pass, but for black. Mm -hmm. So to know that, you know, even when we moved to where we moved to, I, I literally, and I'm just going to tell you how this, we first moved here, and it's not bad. I mean, you know, it is what it is, right? But I remember, and some people are like, oh, you're Maryland, there's a blue state, whatever. I'm from the South. I know what this is all about. But I even wanted to send a letter uh, with our picture, because we have a book for all the family members, to all the addresses, and saying, hey, we're in town. We just moved. This is where we are. You'll see us around. No. This is my son. This is my husband. The fact that that came across my mind um, and the fact that even when my husband says, OK, I'm going to go for a job and it's like dust, I, I'm like, I'm just sitting at, at the windows because we have all windows and I'm just watching, waiting on him to come back. I'm like, he says it only take him 15, 20 minutes. Like, you need to hurry up. Like, what's going on? What's taking him so <laughs> right. long? It's just so much. It's just, it's heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy. And with all of the amount of privilege, um, that we have, and I'm just saying just economically where we are, um, the opportunities that me and my husband had, um, the opportunities my son has had, like it doesn't matter, we black. And right now, I lie, um, still don't matter. And it's hurtful, it's just hurtful, and I'm, I'm tired. And like I said on a, a live, I'm sick and tired, and sick and tired of being sick and tired. So that's where I am. Understood. B. Reed, man, what about you? Oh, so it's, man, we're not even safe in a quarantine. <laughs> so we're, yeah. we're like out here. And it's actually what happened to him is like one of my biggest fears because I like to jog and stay athletic. I yeah. live in the South, predominantly white neighborhood. And I promise you, every time I'm jogging, I think of stuff like, man, what if someone throws something and hit me while I'm on the side of the road just running for no reason, you know? Yeah. So I kind of take mm -hmm. one headphone off just to kind of be conscious of my surroundings. And that type of pressure is something that most people, like the other side doesn't really understand. 
those are the fears that they put in black men. Like we literally can't do nothing without thinking about how it may infect us, how somebody's gonna get us. You know what I mean? You have to always be aware of what's going on around you. Um, I listened to um, you guys' previous episode, and I think it was you all that said, when white ladies walk on the street, you just automatically go to the side. Yeah. It was funny because yeah. I, that's exactly how I feel. I never want to be on the same side as a white lady because they're the most dangerous people on earth. So it just makes you always feel like you're unsafe, you're uncomfortable, no matter where you get in life. Uh, it doesn't matter if you know, on, and everybody at your job knows you, knows you well, knows that you're a good dude. The new people don't know you and you're always a suspect just because you're black. You're all, you always fit the description, you're always a suspect, and it's easy to justify why they may murder you because they don't see us as human beings. And right. so it's not like you see when people are going to the Capitol, it's because anytime you infringe on their rights, their constitutional rights as citizens, white people get up in arms and enraged. So you would think that they would be up in arms and enraged about people dying, but they're not because they don't see us as citizens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, it just makes you nervous. It's like, man, you can never sit still. You have a couple of months where these things don't happen. Then they pop it up and it turns out that this happened. It's just nobody heard about it. Nobody reported on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. L, go ahead, man. Uh, well, when I heard about it back in February, I was uh, immediately in a state of rage. Uh, then when the video surfaced here recently and it began to circulate in the manner that it circulated, uh, it didn't do anything but take the rage even further. Uh, and this is a state of rage that I've been in for a number of years due to these type of situations. Uh, because sadly, this is not a new situation for us as a people. Uh, we consistently have having our lives as black women, as black men, and as black children taken violently at the hands of white terrorists. And I'm angry uh, because not only am I seeing this at a distance from being here in PA and that taking place in Georgia, I'm, I've seen this firsthand. This has happened in my own immediate family where I've lost people at the hands of white terrorists. So this type of thing that is perpetually happening to us uh, is beyond troubling. And frankly, I'm in a state where I just don't know what the fuck to do anymore, how to respond, what to yeah. uh, When it comes to white people, I have a strict standoffish, hands-off, <laughs> pre-quarantine type of stance, six feet, mask, uh, attitude with them because I don't believe they can be trusted. Not only because I fear that they're going to take my life, I struggle with their inability, their lack of desire to intercede when one of us are in those violent stances and violent places. So I'm struggling with figuring out a way to navigate a world where I am the minority and I have to deal with these people who I believe don't wish me and my people any well good. Man, um, 
for me, after I heard about it, I was honestly, I was just numb, like completely numb. Not numb because it's not something that's tragic, not numb because it's not something that's worth attention, not numb because it's not something that is terrible and horrific, but numb because this has become, unfortunately, the norm. This is our normacy, unfortunately, for yeah. Black men, Black women, Black children. Um, after hearing about it, the first things I thought about were the countless other folks the countless other hashtags that we've had to deal with, listen to, push up on social media and memorize by name. I can probably tell you more names of those people that we know of, unarmed black men and women that were killed at the hands of either police or vigilantes, quote unquote, than I can tell you of those representatives in Congress and Senate. First thing I thought about was Trayvon Martin. I thought about Tamir Rice. I thought about uh, Philando Castile. I thought about this young man, I forget his name and I apologize, the young man that was protecting his girlfriend in Florida and was shot right in front of her, in front, shot and killed in front of his son while protecting his girlfriend oh. because of a vigilante that provoked an instigation and just happened to be armed. Um, I think, and we need to take a step back, Part of what happened during this incident surrounding uh, Ahmad was not only that the two men were not arrested during the initial pr uh, process, but police wanted to, Georgia police wanted to, Brunswick police yeah. wanted to arrest them, and they were told yeah. no not by to. the district, yes. told no by the district attorney. Because mm -hmm. Mr. Not Travis, uh, the Greg, the McMichael. McMichael, Gregory, mm -hmm. Gregory McMichael, his McGregor, relationship yeah. with the DA mm -hmm. because he used to be an investigator for the Brunswick sure. Police Department. So, so that relationship caused her to say, nope, even though a man is dead, a young man has had his life snuffed out and he doesn't have the ability to fend, not just to, to fend for himself physically, but to verbally tell his side of the story, sure. you thought there was nothing worth bringing these men in. Even in Trayvon Martin's situation, it took a couple of days, but eventually someone came and they arrested him. It's taken since February. It is now, they were now arrested or brought in on charges on May 8th, yesterday, mm -hmm. since February 23rd, when this young man was shot. And we have to believe, we have to assume that if not for the public outcry, if not for the video, if not for social media, that these two men would still be sitting at home, drinking their Budweiser and having living going on about their life while a family is grieving i think it is it's unfortunate because we've seen this episode before it seems like rinse and repeat uh the only part that, the only part that kind of gets me though is that and correct me if i'm wrong okay but this episode Feel, and I, I know I might be contradicting myself, but this episode does feel slightly different. I think the uproar was so fast, so fervorous that, I mean, for, out of all people, even the president said that he would look into it because it was of concern to him. Now you can take that for a face value or take it at however you want to take it, but I mean, Tons of these things have happened before, and I initially thought that his response was going to be, there are very fine people on both sides, but that didn't happen to be the case. 
So do you guys think that this is different at all? Or am I just, am I being hopeful here? For me, I don't think there's difference. Uh, I think there has been, uh, well, let me say this. The, the difference I think would be the, the outcry, the immediate outcry once the video popped off. That to me was different than what we've seen in the past. And what I mean, outcry, people were immediately looking for solutions. That was the immediate conversation. It wasn't, I'm lamenting, I'm sad, what a tragedy, this is tragic. It was okay. like, what are we gonna do? How do we fix this? Who do we need to call? The DA's number was immediately put up. You know, people were doing the, I run for mod. You know, things were immediately taking place and actual tangible things were happening on the ground outside of social media. So that was a difference. So, but I think the point that I wanted to make before is that immediately when the news came up, it was almost like you can plot the steps of what was going to take place. You knew that the, the SOP, the, the standard operating procedures when this type of things happen, you know, they're going to denigrate his, his, his life. They're going to look for some way yeah. to say he was a no good SOP. You know, they're going to take a long time to arrest these bastards. They're going to, you know, you're going to have some politician somewhere say, this is a horrible thing. You know, you, you knew the steps that were going to take. And I think for me, that was as troubling as his murder because like, damn, the same steps are taking mm -hmm. place over and over again. Uh, so yeah, those would be the difference there. But to agree with what you're saying is um, the reason why it was so effective and fast is because unfortunately we've seen a lot of these. So now the steps are more in place of what you need to do to actually get results because we've had so many of these things happen since the Trayvon Martin case. So unfortunately it's because mm -hmm. You, now you know how to get action, how to what buttons to push. So it seems like people are following mm -hmm. the same script, but it's also leading to, you can't even say that because you have, the biggest part about this is you think about it, we don't know the level of corruption that is happening without film. So mm. now you, even when you need film, it's still 50-50 if they even get arrested. So just think about what happens if there's no film involved. Like you have to actually have video and how mm -hmm. it got leaked is because it went to that defense attorney. So I actually believe the clip that they sent, I think they thought that would prove that they're innocent because that's just a small piece and it's actually in their favor. But when they found out that he was with the crew, now it turned against them. But I think the defense attorney had that because he gave it over thought thinking that that would show self-defense. But you have to have video to even get an arrest, which is nuts. Yeah, yeah. he actually right. did say the friend, he was a pal of, quote unquote, the pal of the McMichaels. And he did say he released the video yeah. because he wanted there to be clarification about the situation and that there were a lot of misconceptions about what happened. And right. quote, unquote, he, he said but, specifically that if he had just stopped and put his hands down and listened why to the them, fuck do I he have would, he would have still he been alive. Right. That's like, the white privilege. Right. Why? So, so, so the problem with that is that he thought that um, Batman, Ahmad, had no right to run in the neighborhood and therefore the, those, his friends had the right 
to stop him. So therefore, if I show the video, then that means I'm going to show that they are were in the right. So that's number one. Because if you remember, they said, oh, they have a right, whatever kind of law there is in Georgia, not just stand your ground, but the, uh, the, the uh, citizens arrest. Like, yeah. you have a right to say, no, you do not. And you do not have a right to bring your gun and think, I'm going to let you just shoot me or tell me what to do. Right? So, anyway, how do I think it's different? because the Bureau of Investigation is somewhat in, is involved. And once they got involved, I read the article when they said it only took us 48 hours to arrest. So once the case was Big turned difference. over, 48 hours to arrest. And then they were talking about, we're going to also go back and investigate the beginning of the investigation of this. So there are two also, things that's going on here. They wanna, they're going to handle yeah. this. We're going to investigate this what happened and we're also going to investigate what happened behind the scenes and why we just now getting to it and the third thing that i just really want when we start talking about when we get to the point of solutions but i want people to understand how important voting and advocacy because advocacy is what raised the voice but how important that these votes matter right so you got everybody local that was voted upon um district attorney prosecutor you, you got that but then the problem that's going to happen, that even if the FBI and the others come in and investigate, this current administration has already rolled back everything that happened in the other, in the Obama administration about yep. holding state and local uh, law enforcement in. Yep. Yep. So once we, so when we think about, oh, we ain't mad about who we voted for, oh, boo boo. When he asked you, what do you have to lose? your very life. Yeah, That's yeah. what you have to lose. And no justice for it. So it's going to be interesting. I'm glad the Georgia Bureau of Investigations are involved. I'm glad that things are moving. I'm, I am excited and happy that it happened on his birthday. I'm excited and happy that this is a gift, or the beginning of the gift that his mother is receiving for Mother's Day weekend. But my God, this right here, when you start thinking about all those other things that are taking place, this shows you, this shows you that they hunted this man down like hunted. a dog hunted. and killed him. And hunted. that's what the video showed. Hunted. Because I'm like, why is somebody just standing there videoing? Like in, the, in their car, following around. Oh, okay. This was all planned. That shows me this was yeah. planned. Now there, this is planned. Guys, now, there's a second video, but it's not a, it's of him going into the house and running out so basically it was just a house under construction it was almost built and he's like he, you see not we can't verify it's him because you can't see the video it's from a security camera from another person's house i've heard you about the video like, i haven't mm -hmm. seen it though yeah he runs in like through the garage or something like for a couple of seconds and then you see him run out but i'm saying that even if that's the case because that's what they're trying to use because the, for citizens arrest you have to witness the crime 
So these videos, they think that they're witnessing something that they're not. Like, it's not illegal for me to go into a house under construction. Even if I did, what am I going to take in broad daylight? The most that could have happened was trespass, and that could have been the most to happen, man. Right. When I was looking at the New York Times article and they had the police report, that's what they had on there. They had criminal trespassing as part. They had, like, four different things that they were reported out there for. And that's the police report, which they were trying to say, is why a citizen's arrest would be valid because they witnessed mm-hmm. him from security footage. And I believe that house is right next door to the McMichaels. And they say that they witnessed him and they witnessed him a day before go into a house and take something. That's what they're trying to use. That's nonsensical. But just so you know, go ahead, sister. Go, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, the other thing is in the seven weeks prior, there had not been any break ins, there had not been anything that's going no. on nothing happening so there was no even reason to think that this man was trying to do anything and if you think it call your police really don't call the police on black guy but i'm just saying but he's a police officer that would have been that should have been the smart thing for him to do in the first place he knows not to do that he should have called the police law enforcement Right. Call well, still, no, no, it's no. only been since May that he wasn't like involved yeah. with them. So he still yeah. feels that sense of authority that he has. And obviously he still has all those connections because you saw that the, the others, the second prosecutor had to recuse himself because his son <clears throat> was in the prosecutor. So there's deep because, ties. Yeah, because of the relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's an aspect that's not often talked about in these cases, <clears throat> excuse me, is the nepotism is the connection that each one of these people have to someone else that they know someone else who knows someone else who knows someone else who can make sure you're not arrested for murdering somebody to have that type of connection to be able to do that and i think that's the part of all this when we begin to talk about how insidious whiteness is you are seeing it right now how it has the ability to allow people to think it's okay for me to take the law in my own hands in ex- to an extreme measure of yeah. ultimately taking someone's life and to find justification to the point where you no one can look at that video and actually think that these people were doing the right thing no there, there are plenty of people that watch that video oh, well let me take that back you can't be an right. intelligent person <laughs> and watch that video and be someone who is actually but, logically thinking and think that these people are in the right. I'm going to ask the question that many, many people ask and it's not about devil's advocate. I know how Elgin likes to hammer me over the head with it, but you're going to ask the question because I've heard it already. Why didn't he listen? Why didn't he stop? Why didn't he listen? Why, did, why, why, why didn't he stop? Why didn't he stop and take a step back and ask the truck and listen to? They were well, armed, the key, Elgin. I'm just I'm I'm, right, listen, I'm playing man, from I'm the playing. side of these folks that are talking. So oh no, no. Armed, and I'm, 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 my response is: there's two armed white people following me, so that's why I didn't stop because I felt like my life was in danger based off the history of this country. When white people follow me with guns one of us ends up dead so i thought it'd be a good idea to run to try to save my life but it, and i can, dig the question because that's be, the question that people are saying can we be clear i, I mean i mean i'm not a man clearly but over uh, let me say this if i'm jogging and it's two black folks in a car 
Come on, come here. I ain't right. coming. Say what's <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> I'm still joking. I'm, I'm probably running at this point. <laughs> yeah, at some point, so, yeah. Why would he? And the key why is that they, they look at it also from a perspective of that's the first time that they encountered him. But that was not the first time that, that he encountered right. them. He had already ran away from them before. The part of the video that you see is the two cars trying to track exactly. him. Exactly. And at that point in time, he's like, I yeah. have to fight for my life because I've already tried to right. run away from these guys and they're chasing me down. That's the part that a lot of these people that are watching don't realize is that this isn't their mm -hmm. first encounter. He didn't just pull up and say, hey, stop, stop, friend. <laughs> they had chased him for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there. This is, as we've already stated, we are now on the third district attorney. The first district attorney didn't want the, didn't want them to be arrested and ultimately had to recuse herself because of the relationship that she's already had with Gregory McMichaels. The second district attorney, because of a, an additional relationship, recused himself, but only after saying that he's seen the video and he thinks that the stop and the incident was completely Just legal. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, we now have a new district attorney that instead of trying to prosecute it outright has now requested for a grand jury to oversee the video. Now, once again, I try not to be a pessimistic person, but we've seen how the story ends when a grand jury gets involved, especially a grand jury of, of our peers, quote unquote, in the South. So um, I'm, I'm still holding out hope I think that a lot more people, allies included, have seen this video and thought to themselves that yes, this doesn't make any sense. But once again, we've seen this script before. What are you um, holding out hope for? I'm holding out hope that it goes beyond the grand jury. Okay, let's, once again, let's take a step back. I think sure. part of the process that we ultimately or ultimately see ourselves in, in situations like this is that we praise the judicial system when they are arrested or when there is a when there's a, uh when they're um when they're going to be prosecuted sure. right but we don't praise okay. the finality of it all because it seems as though and maybe i'm wrong but it seems as though once the trial starts we typically forget mm -hmm. about it I don't remember too much happening after Walter Scott, the uh, officer that shot Walter Scott, was actually prosecuted and sent to, you know, had his trial, even though it went through three, what, two years of two him years. trying to repeal and doing all those sorts of things. Uh, I don't remember too much about the trial or after the prosecution when Philando Castile's murderer that happened to him or for Tra well, Trayvon Martin was probably the uh, the the. The, the straw that broke the camel's back and started all of these things. But many sure. of these other incidences afterwards, it's like once the trial starts, the process is so long, we forget about everything. So I don't does, think we forget so about it. Okay, so that yeah. brings me to my primary question. Yeah. What does justice look like then? Well, we, we, uh, let's, because let's we're looking for justice, we're, look, we're looking for justice now. The the marching's already started. The hashtags sure. have already started. People are running with the mod. What does justice look like in, at the end of the day? Is it just him being charged or is it him being thrown under the jail? Like many of us think that he should think this should happen to the McMichaels. Well, for, for let me let me just piggyback off of that uh, initial point. I don't think we forget about it. I think for a number of reasons, uh, we just have zero faith in the system. 
So once people get into the system, it's conditioned within us legitimately, I believe, that these people are ultimately going to get off based off of a long track record of white people killing black folks and getting away with it, essentially. So I, I don't think, forget about it, and I don't hold it against you because I don't think that's the words that you're actually looking for. Uh, but the justice aspect, for me, I don't know what justice looks like. Uh, I didn't know what justice looks like with the last brother. I didn't know what justice looked like for the last sister. I didn't know what justice looked like for the last black child. I don't know what justice looks like when we are treated in that manner. I have a difficult time believing that the same system that I believe allows these things to take place is going to end up giving me some semblance of justice. Uh, I, I, I don't know what justice looks like, man. I don't know. I don't know if going to jail for life is enough, uh, honestly, because of the brutality and because of the depths and level of this crime. I don't believe that him being those people being found guilty and being sentenced for life in prison is enough. So for me, I don't know what justice looks like in these situations. The end, uh, the NAACP so, I, came out and they have now launched an initiative called We Are Done Dying. It's a campaign that they've launched to try and help black and brown people in these situations, whether from a medical standpoint to say that, you know, the, the advent, excuse me, not the advent, but the results and the awareness of the COVID-19 and how it's impacted black people, as well as issues like this one surrounding Ahmad's death. They're trying to get that mm -hmm. started. Now, I, I'm like I said, I'm really at a loss because I don't know how campaigns like this differ from campaigns of previous. How the voices that have been coming out for Tamir, for Jamal, uh, for John Crawford, for all of these folks, how those are different, how that's different now. Yeah. So I'm um, go ahead, Sister. Mm -hmm. I know you got yours. Go ahead and tell us how do you how do you think justice looks like? So, what do you think justice looks like at this so point? Okay, first, you know, we know the history of what happens or what tends to happen, what we can forecast that happens when a black man or a black woman is killed um, by a white person dealing with either uh, law enforcement or vigilante. We, we, we know this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we understand in every case, it, take, it seems like it takes a minute before they even arrest. This took particularly long. Okay, so first step is arrest. Okay, so you have arrested them. Now, a grand jury. This goes back to understanding your prosecutor. Teach, please. Your DA. Because it has been said and it has been proven in any, any case that in order to get a case to move forward out of a grand jury is easy for the prosecutor. It is very rare that if the prosecutor puts forth a little effort because the grand jury is predisposed to um, be on the side of the prosecutor. The prosecutor, yes. So if we don't, so when, again, goes back to voting, sorry, just saying that. <laughs> when we think about what happened to Mike Brown, remember his prosecutor couldn't get out of the grand jury? He wasn't trying. So... If you get past the grand jury, that's another level, right? So I see this as levels. Yeah. That's one level, one more level of victory, right? 
So then after that, we go to trial. The problem that we have in America is that they have demonized black men specifically and black women as well, but they have demonized and criminalized black men and black women and black boys and black girls from infants so much so that in our psyche, we automatically believe that that black man had to have done something wrong. Jesus. And then when Jesus. it is a police officer, which this guy is a former law and law, former law enforcement officer, mm-hmm. when it's a police officer, we are pre-positioned to believe yes. that they are here to protect and serve. So why would they hunt somebody down? Yeah. Yeah. So that is what happens when you get to a jury mm-hmm. of our quote unquote peers, mm-hmm. right? So in the case of Jordan, we were, hey, that was a, hey, see that man, he, he went to jail. But the point is, we have to think about it from what happens to jury. So how do you, who who fills the jury pool? Mm. Come on. Who, how do you get elected, how do you get Come picked on. to be on the jury? Come on. You gotta vote. But okay, how you gonna help Junebug if you ain't voting? Come on. And to be on the jury. And then I hear all of us, many of us still complain about, oh, I got to be on this jury duty. Be on the jury duty. We need you. Right? So it's when you think about that, so when you get to the jury, if you get a conviction, thank God. Right? So then after the conviction, then the sentencing comes. All of that is about policy and laws that are in place. So it, it, it connects it all. So as a mama, I'm thinking about how I protect my child. If he says, Mom, I want to go out for a job. I want to ride my hoverboard. And I'd be like, oh, Lord Jesus. Sometimes, you know, I got to figure, I have to balance my fear. But on the flip side, I'm also working to make sure that the advocacy part that I'm doing is to make sure that I protect him and my husband long term. Right? right. So it's all of those. It's, 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 it's all of that. All of that. Even when I go back to Ferguson, the main reason why many Black uh, the black community was really wrapped up with the police because they had laws in place and fines in place oh, no. for jaywalking, for yeah. parking tickets, yeah. overly taxing the community, which meant many of them start having records. Yeah, yep. yeah. Which meant once you start getting all those records, then you can't serve on a jury. I mean, it's just yep. on and on and on. Yeah. It is when we talk about the system being inherently racist. Yep. Right. And we say we want a president to do something specifically for black folks. It's a whole corrupt system. So yep. changes and tweaks and everything that we're trying to do is about black people. I'm calling, yeah, the others too, but I'm, I'm black. <laughs> so that's where my focus is. I'm no, black. I see you. I see right. You. When we're talking about all these different things that's out there, it's yeah. impacting us. It's yeah. impacting us. So those are to me, it's levels. Let's okay. get him arrested. Thank God. Let's get a grand jury. Make sure the prosecutor is on his P's and Q's because it ain't nothing but a ham sandwich for him. He can prosecute a ham sandwich. He can prosecute this. Get these people out of the grand jury. Then you got the jury. Then you got a trial. Then you got sentencing. All of those things. Are you, are you concerned about place. them being this, overcharged? I do get concerned about that. But then again, I say I'm kind of lowballing maybe because I... I don't like to operate in fear, right? Uh, and sometimes I forgot who it was 
I was like, well, if they just just done manslaughter, right? Because you can't, if you can't prove intent, right? Then mm -hmm. let's go there. But this thing, this case right here, this whole, he ran away from somebody else and then they came back and came after him, that goes to intent. So again, yep. this prosecutor has it all laid out in a video and in statements. So we will see. It's going to be about, I think we said this at the top, um, another part that will be victory for me is that can we stop shaming the victim and their past and whatever, yeah. digging all this stuff up? If they weren't in the act of a crime, I don't need to know about previous crimes. Because that previous crime, whether it was or it happened or not, it happened. It, whether yeah. It's over. It has nothing to do for the right now. Mm -hmm. So this victim shaming and this thing where they just go through and crawl through, not just the victim, the whole family. I'm glad that you said that. that. I'm Samira glad that you Wright. said that because the one of the other portions of this debate, of this event, right, uh, is us having this conversation in the public sphere. And recently, uh, mm -hmm. Comedian Mike Epps came out and he made a heartfelt reply on his social media talking about how disgusting, how unfortunate these events are, especially because uh, another young man was chased by the police yeah. in a, a car chase by the police and then was ultimately killed and was on video. You could hear yeah. them laughing about Facebook Live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after he made that video, he ended the video by saying, and black people, we need to stop giving these people reason to kill us Damn by much. not killing ourselves. When Come we on, kill bro. our other black people, oh, it gives God. them justification to kill us. Fast forward a day after that, comedian Aries Spears, who's never been one to hold his tongue, jumped out and he said, I see what you're saying, I respect you, but that's that bullshit. There's no reason why we should be having, <laughs> there's no reason why you should be connecting the two and it just leads to a further perpetuation of folks running behind white supremacy as a reason to be able to kill black people. Mm -hmm. What do you mm -hmm. guys think about having this conversation in the public sphere? Do you think that, I mean, none of this happens in private. So, I mean, having a public conversation makes sense, but at the same time, we know that when black people start getting at each other's throats, it's 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 America's second favorite pastime. So, what are you, are guys you talking think? about the black on black crime conversation? I'm talking about it in its totality because I think all okay. of it ultimately yeah. funnels into one another. If you get what I'm <laughs> saying, so go ahead, Bobby. What do you think, bro? Yeah. Well, see, I I think if you disagree with them, then you have to address it in public because these are people with big mics. So if you adamantly disagree with what they're saying, then you have to address it publicly. It did, I mean, if I call him privately, I don't know that he's going to retract his statement. You know what I mean? He might not even take my call. But if you want to get your point across that we don't need to focus on that and challenge people, I believe that it's too much of, you know, we're not supposed to challenge each other. You're just supposed to be respectful and have conversations. I think if you can have respectful yeah. conversations, then it's okay to challenge people. And I think he was within his, he gave them respect beforehand. It mm -hmm. wasn't negative, but he just said he disagreed and that that's a point of view. I mean, I side with him on it, but even if you side with DL, you still want to hear another side of the argument. So that's why I think they should have taken the public. Interesting. Go ahead, Boogie. Uh, first off, Mike Epps should 
not be speaking on this topic. Period. Why do you say that? I mean, uh, I don't because so I don't think have an opportunity to no, be able to. No, uh, well, I believe that you should be able to be qualified in some degree to speak on this. Uh, I give him a pass because he was emotional, clearly, because this incident just happened. But when you take that type of shift in the midst of your conversation to go about focusing on one thing and bring up something that has absolutely nothing to do with that first piece. Yeah, it, to me, when you, when I'm hearing people, and, and I'm going to keep it a buck, when I hear black folks start talking about white folks killing us and then they follow it up with some safe Negro, what about black on black crime bullshit? That's a red flag to me. And I look mm -hmm. at you differently mm -hmm. immediately because you don't have to bring that up. No one that I know who is of African descent, who is infuriated by white people killing us, ignores black people harming one another. That right. whole idea right. thing is such bullshit that we continue to allow people to funnel. So like, frustrating. I'm mad at white folks. Don't mean I'm not in my hood. Working. Right, right. Come on, now you're killing like me. Like we haven't called that out before. Like yeah, there hasn't like, been. You, you know. don't even have to right. say that, Mike. There was no reason for you to say that piece at all. Right. I dig it. And then for Aries Spears to come back and say it, I love the fact that he addressed them directly mentioned their names and gave them respect for their profession and their impact on his life and then addressed it particularly. Now, my thing was, I don't like to see black men go at each other in the public sphere. That's my thing. I don't like seeing us on social media arguing publicly so other people who are not us can watch and get their rocks off from seeing us do it. This didn't take place yet. And my prayer is because Aries handled it in the manner that he did, that it won't turn into that. It won't turn into them going back and forth at each other. That someone, Cedric, who is watching, who's an elder statesman, could yeah. if it goes that way. But my concern when I mentioned it was when we black men have issues with one another, Social media is not the place for you to air Big L out because you have a problem with me. I will give you my number. Mm -hmm. We can have a conversation. We can articulate our feelings and then we can go our separate ways without it turning into what we have a history of these things turning into. So that was my caution and concern. But so far, mm -hmm. I've handled it like gentlemen. What do you think? I, uh, I, 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 I think, I, I think I might agree. I mean, uh, I agree with Bobby on this one in a sense that I don't believe we have to go back and forth. We really don't. We need to be able to have uh, adult conversation. And I think it's important for others to see that we can have yes. adult uh, conversation. But when you have a big platform, platform. Mm -hmm. and you say some, um, you say some stuff like that, <laughs> that it has to be checked and yeah with love or bless his heart uh, <laughs> but no right um, and then the other larger point that Elgin pointed out was about I can be fighting in my community about making sure my community is safer so that the house that I decide to buy in my community can actually be an investment in my family 
right? So I, I can be doing that. I can be doing that. And I can also raise all kind of hell as it relates to what somebody else is doing. And especially the police who are supposed to be protecting and serving, yeah. right? Yeah. So I can do that. Or, hey, my thing might be police reform. That just might be my thing. It doesn't mean that I don't care about black on black crime. By the way, there's no such thing as black on black crime. There is crime. No, that's right. And crime happens out of convenience, right? But yeah, I might, that, that I don't mean that I don't care about it. But what I do know is that I know how to advocate and do what I want to do here. I'm not knocking you, but please don't knock me for saying I am angry and I'm upset about what is taking place. Yeah. And part of our anger, well, let me stop. Part of my anger mm-hmm. is not really focused on that the guys were white and killed Ahmad. That's the issue. Yes. White supremacists, yes. Mm-hmm. My problem is the system that is allowing them to get by with it. Yeah. That is my problem. Yep. Yep. So that hold, is why I'm angry. They refuse angry. to hold them accountable. Yeah. You read yeah, about that's that. That's what I was And guess say. what? And guess what? If the assailants, the thugs, the white thugs, <laughs> had been black thugs and had waited until May, I'd be angry. It'd be the same. It'd be the same about same. the system that yeah. allowed this black man's life to go unchecked. That is why I am angry, right? That is the problem. That, because I also see how I can solve that. Like I see the lines, I -hmm. see the lines. So we have to, you know, stop fighting with each other about what's more important. It's all important. It's all important. And we all have to come together and say, listen, this is, and all it comes to things, our lives matter. And if our lives are to matter, we have to deal with this kind of a situation. And we got to deal with this kind of situation. We got to deal with this kind of situation. And we got to deal with this situation. Everybody, we can all work together. Support each other, but work together to move whatever part of our agenda forward. That is where I am. Do you agree? Because his friend came out on TV afterwards. And I, I want to close it out with uh, another question after this. Which but... friend? Uh, one of Ahmad's friends, they interviewed interviewed a coach and he said that this is not Uh about race. Do you agree that this is not about race? No, I disagree. (laughs) But that's what, uh, yeah, I mean, that's confusing. But that's what I was going to say when I was was talking about what, what are you looking for? And like, you know, Drew said the biggest part about this you know, you got the murder, but then you got the cover up. The cover up is just as bad as the murder. So it's not going to be enough just for, you know, to get, even if they get the death penalty, it's not mm-hmm. going to be enough. You need to start going after these prosecutors that tried to help him. Even the first one recused herself, but she urged the police not to arrest. The mm-hmm. second one, even though he recused himself because of nepotism or the son working in there, he still sent the he letter. Still sent to, the letter. Yep. And that's what they're basing most of this that they were innocent off of the whole yep. time is the letter that he sent. So the mm-hmm. level of corruption that you see in the mm-hmm. system has to be addressed. And I don't think justice will be served until they address what's going on, because that's the biggest problem. Even with video, they try to cover it up. What happens when there's nothing there, when there's no video and it's my word against yours or just witnesses? You have to have video yeah. showing somebody getting shot in the street to even get an arrest. Broad you know daylight. I mean? 
broad daylight and it that that's the most upsetting part to me so that's what justice looks like in my eyes but i don't see any way you can say it about race because when you look at this like that's what i'm saying though when i posted on the chat the one thing that irritates me is when you see people that call themselves like literal liberal or woke they always well let's wait to see more evidence we don't know everything that happened like that makes me more mad than anything <laughs> else like even if you just said i'm glad they killed the nigger I'd be happier hearing that respect from a white more. person. Yeah, because you're straightforward. Like, right? yeah, at least I know where you stand. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't mm -hmm. expect you to change. Mm -hmm. It's the person that tries to be your friend, but say, "Well, we don't know anything. Why didn't he just stop? Why didn't he just mm -hmm. listen to him? Like, why would I? If you're running in a black neighborhood and three black dudes corner you in their car with guns, what are you gonna say? Hey guys, what do you need? <laughs> like, I'm a fear for my life, but they don't even understand. That's what I was talking about earlier. They don't even understand the level of fear that a black man goes through because they live comfortably. They can walk on the White House with mm -hmm. guns with no fear that they're gonna bring out the National Guard and shoot them. Like they don't have those type of fears. They don't have that as every day. So they can't even relate to what we go through going outside. Like every black man be like, I wouldn't stop either. They got guns, yeah. one's yeah. in the back of the truck. That's what you see in lynching movies. Yeah. White man in the back of the truck with a shotgun, you know what I mean? Chasing me down the street in a neighborhood that I'm not comfortable in anyways. A white dude ain't gonna stop. Come on now, no. if somebody got guns, what you doing? Uh, I'm gonna keep on running. Just like they run no more. Nobody gonna stop for that. Yeah, no this problem. is just, a, and to the, the friend who said it's not about race. Mm. <laughs> the part that makes it about race is because he was a black man. If Ahmad had been a white 25-year-old shot, at least they would have brought them in and talked to them. Yeah. Total disregard of black life. Now, they might have still said, oh, you know, this my people, I get it, you know, maybe. Uh, but if it had been a white kid, I'm sorry, they would have at least brought them in and arrested them and did that process and then decided more. But you yeah. are absolutely right, Bobby. It's, this is a whole cycle that whole, everybody needs to prosecute the prosecutors and then kick them out with your vote. But then also, it's a problem that every black male fits the description. That's all you have to say to justify yourself yes. is he looked like a suspect. He fit the description. Like, I that fear is, for my life. Yeah. You always fit the description I of a black person because they barely can tell us life, apart. Yeah. Always fear yeah. for your life. Yeah. And the video that they're even talking about, you can't even see anybody. You see a slim yeah. figure. Yeah. And how could he fit any description right. with facial features? You're not even close right. enough on any of those cameras. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask and you guys. a savvy this. prosecutor. I'm sorry. One thing. A savvy prosecutor, if he's really about victims' rights, would say that at Black men, that young man feared for his life. You can see he is fighting for his life to save his life yeah. because somebody brought a gun to him and he didn't have one. So that's what a satisfied. If you gonna close, I'm gonna need some Matlock kind of stuff. I'm gonna yeah. need a real prosecutor. Yeah. Given that, and I'm glad you segued into it, our last question, and it doesn't have to be very deep, but I'm gonna ask the, I guess the million dollar question. Uh, what do you guys think will happen? Do you ultimately think that they'll, they've already been uh, arrested. Do you think that they're gonna be acquitted or do you think that they're gonna go to jail? Uh, 
this it it scares me. I think that all the evidence is stacking up for an escape boat. Um, the Georgia Bureau of Investigate inve Investigation, they give me a little hope. But I mean, if you're looking at the things that they're trying to piece together, the arrest is just the first part. I mean, then right. you got to charge them. It's how right. they charge. That's why I asked that earlier, because a lot of people said that Trayvon Martin, what happened is that they overcharged them. And you have to prove something per the books and the laws. So it's even sad that we have to even think about that. We can't even get true justice because you got to think about how to charge them. Like, hey, I could charge them to get justice and they get the death penalty for what they did. But uh, we want to make sure we get a conviction. So let's just give them manslaughter, something that they could possibly, it goes to a judge where they can get sentenced to like 10 years, five, you know what I mean? Something yeah. per the books where they can get time off just because we're so scared to sentence them appropriately because the burden of proof has to be so overwhelming in these cases because they're going to smear his character. They're gonna make it seem like he's a criminal. They have footage to say he's breaking in. Like people, you will hope that people use common sense but we see that they don't. And right. even just people seeing the video, that clip, if you look through these comment sections and you see all the people that are trying to justify it yeah. and try to say, well, you know, he did attack them and he was fighting with them. Why didn't he just stop? Why didn't he? You see, that's the type of things you're going to encounter on a jury also. And that's the scariest part about it is this isn't a home run. As much evidence as you feel like you have, they are preparing to smear his character and make him look bad. They've had two months to prepare this case. They've been preparing for this. Go ahead, Drew. Do you think they're going to get a, get tried appropriately or not? So, I well, I, I, my first disclaimer is I don't know the criminal law in the state of Georgia. And so there are some states that allow you to bring multiple charges and they are, the judge has the opportunity that when before the juror, this is after grand jury, I believe if, I believe they're probably, I believe, I'm 95% I'm sure they'll get out of grand jury and they'll formally be charged. Hmm. Now, the jury um, can be instructed, depending upon the state and their laws, uh, it depends on if that person, if the judge can give them various ways that they can look at this. So they can charge them for murder and they can charge them for or manslaughter. And, and there are all those different Started. crazy, I don't know what all the terms that's in between, right? I thought, I thought they so were already charged upon, with aggravated assault and murder. Well, yeah, those are the two charges that are it's aggravated assault. And if murder happens in the process of oh, an aggravated God. assault, it's like, so essentially... Right. From the terms they're saying that they've but, essentially thrown the book at these two. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Okay. But it depends. It's still, if he's going to the grand jury, the grand jury renders that part. And I'm still saying sentencing, and there still can be levels even between the aggravated and to the all that stuff. So I, because I don't know all how their law structure is set up, and I'm not a lawyer either. Yeah. But the point is understanding that you know folks that's local need to be paying close attention to your criminal codes and your criminal system justice system because those that's how things happen out so a lot of times when we are disappointed right we, that is yeah. because we don't really understand the criminal code so it may have been that they had to charge at this level based on what's all up under that criminal code understood and maybe manslaughter wouldn't have met whatever, whatever the situation is. So it's, it's, it just it just depends. I am not holding my breath 
and I am yeah. not in the prediction uh, business, but I feel comfortable about getting out of grand jury because they want they want to at least show a win. I get you. Show I go ahead. Go ahead, I Boogie. Know. I don't know. Uh, and I'm going to leave it <laughs> at that particular point. I have no idea. Uh, I, ref I can't get myself in a position where I'm hopeful uh, mm -hmm. just purely based off of what I've seen, what we've witnessed. Uh, and then me being hopeful, I'm actually putting some trust into the system that I don't have any trust in. I know what I want to see happen. I want to see them die a violent death person <laughs> because of what they did. I don't think jail I get is you. I get you. sufficient, sufficient. enough. I understand. I understand. Mm. All right. I want to thank you guys for uh, joining the uh, show, man. I can't thank you guys enough for taking time out to be on the show. I really appreciate you. Sister Drew, B. Reed, appreciate you. Drew, Elons, where can people find you if they'd like to find you? I am on, on Twitter and Instagram at Drew Elons. That's at D-R-U-E-A-L-O-N-S. No doubt. B. Reed, where can people find you if they'd like to find you, man? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. That's at two, the number two, Smart Network. Um, we also got a website. All content, you can go to our website, www two smart network. That's the number two, Smart Network, all together for all new shows. Boogie, I know people hate you, but where can they find you if they'd like to find you? <laughs> yeah, they already know. Send the hate mail where your motherfuckers been sending. Yeah, they're going to send it. <laughs> yeah. I'm or, I'm expecting tons of letters. So go Joe ahead. Clears, I said, what's up? Ooh, no doubt, no doubt. Where can people find you if they like to find you, man? At Elgin Bailey on Twitter, man. Holler at me. No doubt. And I am Big O, Mr. In the Black. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for this special edition of the In the Black podcast. Remember, we want to hear from you. Help us continue these conversations by reaching us at our on all social media at in the black pdcst that's on facebook twitter and on instagram and as always informed intelligent in the black, in the black. peace this is this is the in the black podcast in the black bro
with that silver settling Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate In the black podcast, that your land is all facts You don't like that, then fall back In the black podcast, they fall down Who the watch black up here, chat me young flop In the black podcast, that your land is all facts You don't like that, then fall back In the black podcast, we all lost The one of them can't, none of them black can't trust yeah. Just like that, though. <laughs> 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 <laugh